Hello everyone, this is Colleen Lama, Starseed Astrologer and Spiritual Messenger from SacredSoulEmpowerment.com, here to do your weekly intuitive reading for Monday, May 3rd through Sunday, May 9th, 2021. For this week's weekly reading, we'll be using the Animal Wise Tarot Deck by Ted Andrews for the main message for everyone. And your special message card this week, depending on your stone of choice, will be coming from the Star Temple Oracle Deck by Susie Cherub. Just a reminder that this is the first full week in the new month of May with a whole brand new energy than April. So you'll want to be sure to go onto my YouTube channel to watch the monthly intuitive reading for May, including the numerology vibration of the month, the astrological highlights of the month, a message from our angels and guides for the collective, as well as a special message card depending on your stone of choice. And just a little... A little message to give you for the month of May because I'm excited about it. The month of May is a 10 vibration numerologically, which vibrates to the Wheel of Fortune card in the traditional tarot. And the Wheel of Fortune is about a positive movement forward. It's, It's about some sort of karmic movement of energy that we are moving into. And of course, that 10 vibration reduces down to a one, which gives us an energy of new beginnings for May. So again, be sure to watch that monthly intuitive reading. So let's go ahead. We're gonna continue the format of the last couple of weeks where I'm speaking to you on camera about the astrological highlights of the week. And then we switch gears to watch uh, the messages from our angels and guides to be able to see the cards while I'm off camera giving you the messages that come through. So let's go ahead and start by looking at your stones of choice, which I will again show you once we shift gears and you see the cards. We'll kind of reintroduce the stones to you. But so you have an idea of what those stones of choice are, the first one is Aquamarine. I went on a little excursion uh, yesterday and I got to visit a new metaphysical store in about an hour outside of the area where I live. And I picked up three brand new stones. I've had them all before in the past, but right now because of the uh, selling of the stones and special intention pendants through my website, um, I, cur- I currently didn't have these anymore, but this one is Aqua Marine. And Aqua Marine is a stone of courage, a stone of courage. And it helps to quiet the mind and it helps to bring a sense of tolerance for yourself, for others, for what's going on in your life, and a release of judgment energies so that you're not judging yourself or others or situations. Again, stone of courage, aquamarine. The second stone of choice is beautiful red coral. I love this. Red coral, this provides strength and willpower and motivation and it helps to activate the root chakra, right? That beautiful, vibrant red color of the root chakra. And the root chakra deals with matters of security and stability, including finances and career. It's, it's where we feel more stable and focused and grounded. But at the same time, this red coral also energizes us. And then the last stone of choice is this beautiful abalone shell. 
And the abalone shell, do you see that sheen? I love it. I got, I got a few pieces of this actually. The abalone shell helps to enhance feelings of peace, compassion, and love. And it gently opens the, our intuitive connection to uh, psychic abilities or spiritual uh, messages and guidance. So again, this is the abalone shell. So we have aquamarine, we have the red coral, we have the abalone shell. We'll show you those again before we look at the messages from our angels and guides a little bit later. So let's talk about what the astrological highlights of this week are. <clears throat> Excuse me. We start on Monday the 3rd of May. And we're transitioning slowly from Taurus energies, which is grounded, practical, stable, earth, and security energies, into energies of Gemini. So we've got actually two planets moving into Gemini during the course of this week. And of course, Gemini is more of the air sign dealing with intellect and thinking, thought processes, ideas, and communication. So again, we're shifting from the earth element into the air element, but we start out on Monday the 3rd with Mercury and the sun, both still in Taurus, okay? Again, it's that grounded practical energy, which Taurus often relates to matters of personal resources, like our finances and our money, but personal resources are always uh, also about our time, our connections to others because those can be resources that we utilize as well but mercury rules the mind mercury rules our thoughts ideas perceptions and communications and it's in taurus right now which again is more practical thinking more thoughtful thinking more cautious thinking but it's challenging jupiter on monday and jupiter likes to expand energies and right now jupiter is in aquarius which is great for humanitarian endeavors and uh, future types of hopes, dreams, and wishes and expanding into that. But we have to remember that Mercury is challenging Jupiter. It's in a square aspect. The other thing with this challenging connection between Mercury and Jupiter is that they're both in fixed signs because Taurus is a fixed sign and Aquarius, where Jupiter is, is a fixed sign. And fixed signs mean that the energy is stubborn and not as easily open to change. So this is about our thought processes. This is about how we're thinking about things or perceiving things in our lives. And Jupiter, its natural nature is wanting to expand, right? Expand beyond how you're perceiving things. Expand beyond your current thought processes. But Mercury is in Taurus, and so it's a little bit closed off. You know, there's a little bit of a closed off, practical, conservative sort of way of looking at things or thinking about things or even communicating about things. And rather than allowing us to expand into other possibilities and potentials and ways of seeing things, Jupiter's expansion energy is maybe expanding us into feeling a little bit locked or stuck or... Uh, in the status quo of things and not able to really look outside the box, so to speak. Now, if we can take that challenging energy and kind of push beyond it, then Jupiter can kind of open us up to all of those various potentials. But we have to make a little bit of an effort and push through a little bit of the challenge where we feel stuck in our way of thinking to get beyond that. 
Also on Monday, as I mentioned, the sun is also in Taurus. The sun is our identity. It's our ego. And with it being in Taurus, again, it's more grounded and practical and focused on our personal resources like finances and money and other things that bring us a sense of stability and security. It is challenging Saturn on the same day that Mercury is challenging Jupiter. Saturn is the planet that deals with karmic lessons and it deals with delays and energies of restriction or limitation. Saturn's also about restructuring and bringing things into manifestation, but again, this is a challenging aspect. The sun is in a square to Saturn, which is a little challenging. Again, they're both in fixed signs, and so the energy is stubborn and hard to move. Uh, a lot of times, because the sun rules our identity, our ego, when it's in a challenging aspect to Saturn, we can feel insecure. We can have uh, a feeling of lack and because Taurus is also a sign of our values and how we value ourselves we might be feeling a little lacking in the area of valuing ourselves and so we might have some insecurity issues not feeling good enough not feeling like we're able to uh, manifest what it is that we want in our lives so we have those limiting and restricting uh, kind of shadow traits of Saturn going on. Now at the end of the day though on Monday, Mercury uh, zips right along through the rest of Taurus after challenging Jupiter and it moves into Gemini. So again, Mercury rules the mind, all aspects of the mental realm and Gemini is one of the natural ruling signs for Mercury. Mercury rules Gemini, it rules Virgo as well. I think it's better suited for Gemini though. Um, because Gemini is this curious, quick-thinking, clever, intellectual, logical sort of energy, just like Mercury is. And so when Mercury moves into Gemini, which is at 10.49 p.m. Eastern Time on Monday, it's going to unlock and open us up as far as freer thinking, more, more curiosity, brainstorming, more ideas, more intellectual and stimulating conversations with other people, maybe networking. So there's going to be this kind of floodgate of an opening to look at, again, some of those other possibilities, to be open to various potentials. Gemini is mutable, so this is changeable. This is uh, where there's a lot of energy going on in that area, a lot of energy in our thought processes, a lot of energy with what we're perceiving and communicating. So it's really going to change the focus of what we're going, uh, what we're dealing with on the mental body level. Then we're going to skip to Thursday, the 6th of May. And on Thursday, we have Venus prominent now for the, for the rest of the week. Now, Venus is also in Taurus. Okay. So Venus rules love and relationships. She also rules personal resources. Okay. Because she's the natural ruling planet of the second house in the zodiac. The second house is ruled by the second astrological sign of the zodiac, which is Taurus. And this is where she currently is. She's currently in Taurus, which is one of her home signs. So she's very comfortable here and she's definitely dealing with her sense of values, what she values in herself, what she values in her life. Uh, she's dealing with, again, wanting harmony and balance and blessings in the area of personal resources like money, time, finances, etc. That's what Venus and Taurus is all about. Now on Thursday, she is going to be in a positive aspect to Pluto. If you remember last week, 
On Tuesday, after our full moon in Scorpio on Monday, Pluto turned to retrograde motion. So he's still, because he's such a slow-moving planet, even though it's been just over a week now, he's still at the same degree. He's, he's not moving very fast. And so his energies are still a little bit more intensified. And Pluto rules power and, and control and death and rebirth and transformation and regeneration. To me, it's all about empowerment. And because Venus rules the divine feminine, she's a feminine planet, and she's in her home sign of Taurus, so she's strong there. She's really uh, very you know, confident in that energy. And now we're in this positive aspect to Pluto. I feel like the divine feminine is empowering herself. The divine feminine, we're taking back our power. We're owning our power. And this also can bring transformation in the area of personal resources, finances, and money. Transformation in our values what we value or how we value ourselves. Now, on Saturday, she moves forward and she's challenging Jupiter now. Just like Mercury was challenging Jupiter on Monday, Venus in Taurus is challenging Jupiter on Saturday. And this is at the last degree of Taurus because later that day, she's going to be moving into Gemini. But first, let's talk about Venus and Taurus challenging Jupiter. Again, they're both in fixed signs, so there's a stubborn energy that doesn't want to change. It doesn't want to move or expand beyond or um, redirect itself beyond what it feels comfortable in. And Venus and Taurus feels very comfortable in what it is that she's valuing. And she feels very comfortable in what brings her security, which is a Taurus keyword. Jupiter wants to expand her beyond that and look at uh, expanding into the Aquarian energies. Now again, they're both fixed signs, but Taurus is more about my values, my money, my resources, and Aquarius is more about group values and group resources and group energies. And so Jupiter wants to expand Venus beyond her personal uh, way of experiencing things and expand her into looking at the collective and how can we how can we expand into not just what my values and resources are but how can we expand that into looking at the group values and group resources and connecting to others and connecting to people of like mind and how can we help the planet and how can we help uh, nature or community or you know others basically and uh, again this is a challenging energy so there might be a little bit of stuckness if you will um, but Jupiter is the bigger planet and I mean that in the sense of how large it is really Jupiter is the largest planet in our solar system so he usually takes reign over things when Jupiter's connecting to another planet He's usually the one that wins out because he's the biggest and the largest planet and again rules that expansion principle. So he's going to expand um, that energy that Venus is dealing with in Taurus. Again, this could be something about money and finances too, expanding beyond um, how you're perceiving or valuing certain resources that you have and how you can bring those out to assist other people or how can how can how is it that I can take what I have and help humanity help the collective again because Jupiter's in Aquarius so 
This could again bring some personal money, financial situations uh, as to whether that's challenging or to whether that's actually positive and a blessing is going to re remain to be seen because Jupiter is the great benefic or the great planet of blessings. Venus is the lesser benefic or again, the planet of blessings, but to a lesser extent than Jupiter. And even though they're coming together in a challenging aspect, this still could bring some sort of blessings where Jupiter is expanding us into some sort of blessing, but it might appear that it's coming through some sort of challenge. And then as I said, Venus is also going to shift into Gemini, just as Mercury did on Monday. So now we have, by the end of this week, both Mercury and Venus moving into Gemini. And later on in the month of May, we'll finally have the sun moving in Gemini too, but it's going to stay in Taurus a little while longer. Venus again ruling love and relationships, moving into Gemini. She's going to be much more social, much more communicative, um, much more vacillating and unable to really like make a choice or ground herself in a, a particular decision. And she is going to look at the variety of things. You know, Gemini likes variety. So this is, you know, in love and relationships, this is the person that's dating and playing the field a little bit and not, not uh, committing right away to one particular person or, or course of action. As far as Venus ruling money and personal resources, when she moves into Gemini, there could be a tendency for now more avenues to create that money or to create that financial stability because Gemini is mutable. Gemini has lots of ideas, okay? And so with this various uh, mutable energy of Gemini, Venus, as far as money and finances, can now kind of magnetize and pull it in from various sources or have a lot of different ideas as how to create it and manifest it in her life. And Venus will move into Gemini at 10.01 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday. So that's a little bit about the astrology for the week. So now we're going to change gears and we're going to look at the messages from our angels and guides. Okay, so let's go ahead and look again at what your stones of choice are for this week's weekly reading. So that first stone of choice was that beautiful, gentle stone of courage, aquamarine, helping you to be more tolerant and release judgment. And then we had the wonderful and energizing red coral that helped with strength, willpower, and motivation and activating the root chakra. And then that last stone of choice was the beautiful abalone shell that helped you get in touch with your intuition and brought in enhanced feelings of peace, compassion, and love. All right, so let's go ahead and take a look at the messages from our angels and guides for the week. And you can see that the three cards turned into five cards here. Not surprising for those of you that watch me. And the first card is Major Arcana number five, and this is the Hierophant in the traditional tarot, the Hierophant. It's indicated with the white crane, which I see many, many white cranes when I go on my walks here in Florida. There's all kinds of cranes here. The message at the bottom says longevity, honor, and spiritual justice. And I see the white crane and I think of you know, the open crown chakra, 
the highest vibration of light, you know, that guidance from, from universe or that, that, that uh, light of the universe, basically. And just as it says, spiritual justice. Now, the Hierophant, though, typically is uh, an energy in the traditional tarot that deals with a spiritual figure of authority that helps to give us spiritual guidance. So in other words, we're kind of looking outside of ourselves and connecting with this spiritual authority, which oftentimes was indicated by a priest or a rabbi or even just a spiritual counselor uh, of some nature. And we were asking, you know, for guidance from this person. It has a little bit of a different feel, though, doesn't it, in this deck? You know, I, I look at the Hierophant here, and it talks about honor and spiritual justice. And oftentimes, you know, in some of my more uh, modern tarot decks, it has the feeling of looking within yourself for the guidance with that spiritual justice that you're looking within yourself for that higher spiritual wisdom and guidance. And cranes are interesting because... They are both of, uh, of the water and of the earth. I mean, they, you can see them on land. You can see them, though, on or near water. So they kind of have that energy of moving between the realms a little bit. They can operate on the ground, on the earth, which is the third dimensional earth plane. So they can be practical. Um, but they can also oper operate in that element of water, which is the intuitive, the, the flowing, the creative, the spiritual. So I want to say here with the Hierophant that we're utilizing our own internal um, guidance of our higher soul selves to operate both on a spiritual level as well as an earthly level. In other words, we're listening to our inner intuition and the messages that we're receiving uh, with our own inner guide or inner authority as well as maybe our angels and guides from the other realms. But we're taking that information and we're utilizing it in a logical, grounded, focused way in career or money situations or family situations, something that's more tangible, which is of the earth. So we're kind of operating in both the realms of intuition and practical action, I guess you could say. Um, so let's go ahead and take a look at the second card that comes out with the Hierophant because maybe that gives us a little bit more of a clue as to what this message is all about here. Okay, and that is, okay, this is the three of four-leggeds or three of earth or three of pentacles. And in this deck, it's the otter. And it says creativity and skill. Well, when I think about the number three, numerologically, I think about growth and expansion. And it's interesting that we have Jupiter twice in the astrological highlights this week, right? And Jupiter is that planet of expansion. So here we're expanding into something more practical because it's Earth or pentacles or the four-leggeds. So we're expanding um, our finances. We're expanding our work. We're expanding our creative skills, um, just as it says down here, creativity and skill. We're, cre we're expanding something tangible, you know, something we're tangibly working on. Maybe we're expanding a project. Maybe we're expanding our website. But whatever it is, it's something where we have to put forth some sort of work and effort because of the earth pentacles uh, significance here. So if we're going to put that together with the hierophant, um, 
to me, again, that moving between the realms of spirit and the earthly plane of the Hierophant is we're, again, getting messages. We're getting intuitive messages and guidance from our inner higher soul self or maybe from someone outside of us. Maybe there's some sort of spiritual guide, so to speak, in, in the human flesh of it all, you know, our... Uh, maybe it's our psychic counselor. Maybe it's our, maybe it is, you know, a priest or a rabbi. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a, a wise friend. It doesn't really matter who it is. But we're taking these intuitive messages and we're utilizing them in a practical, earthly way to create and expand our own skills, to create and expand what it is that we're working on in life this week. Okay, so let that Jupiter energy expand your practical thoughts, expand your perceptions, expand your ability to communicate what it is that you desire to manifest because we still do have a fair amount of Taurus energy going on this week, which helps with the manifestation process. All right, let's go ahead and take a look at the second card here. And the second card, okay, we have another four-leggeds, but this is the five of four-leggeds or the five of earth, the five of pentacles. It's indicated by the mouse, cute little mouse. <laughs> and it actually says examining life's lessons. Now, the number five numerologically often can be about confusion or chaos or a lot of irons in the fire or juggling a lot of things all at once and, you know, getting a little bit of out of focus or out of balance. The fact that it's in pentacles or the four-legged, it, it's dealing with the earthly matters of life again. In other words, if it was the air or sword suit, we'd be juggling ideas and our thoughts would be a little scattered. Um, you know, if it was in the water element, let's say, it would be feeling lots of different emotions and having a hard time kind of grounding our, our emotional nature. But this is the pentacles. So again, we're talking about job, career, money, finances, security, projects, uh, you know, tangible relationships that we're dealing with and in. And so this gives the idea that there's a lot going on on the earthly realm that we're needing to juggle and take care of. Some of it's uh, bringing in a feeling of overwhelm or confusion or being unsure of what to do or which way to go. And it does say examining life's lessons. So I feel like there's some repeating themes in here from the past, repeating themes about, let's say, relationship challenges that keep coming up in the same way or challenges, you know, in your career that keep coming up in the same way or some sort of thought process or perception or belief system regarding money and finances and your abundance and prosperity that keep coming up over and over again. This is, these are what these life lessons are all about, right? We come in as souls and we come in with certain life lessons to learn. And they kind of come up in different ways and repeat themselves over and over again until we really understand and get what it's all about and then bring healing to it. So this kind of has the feeling that some of those energies are coming up this week. Some of those a little bit chaotic, confusing, overwhelming, uh, anxiety producing sorts of, you know, lessons are coming up through our tangible earthly experiences this week. Let's take a look at the next card here. 
And this one is the six of winged ones. So now we've switched into the swords or the air, which is interesting because as I said, both Mercury and Venus are moving into air sign Gemini. Now, the six of winged ones, the six of air or swords is actually a very nice card. Usually the swords cards, which is our mind, our thoughts, our perceptions, our belief systems, sometimes can be a little bit challenging to deal with because it's that shadow of the, the ego mind that we're dealing with. But the number six is a nice, balanced, harmonious number. It's a nurturing number. It's, um, it's, it's a number that has the feeling of uh, that divine feminine, nurturing, mothering sort of energy. Now, this is the dove. And, you know, when you think about the dove, it's gentle, it's peaceful, it's soothing. You know, the, the sound that the dove makes is very soothing and peaceful to the soul. And isn't it interesting what it says at the bottom? Moving between cycles and worlds. Hmm. That's what I said about the, the crane and the hierophant, isn't it? The crane being on both the, uh, you know, kind of, you can see them on the earth, but you can also see them on or near the water. Usually it's more in the water realm, but definitely kind of moving between those two realms of earth and water. Now we have the dove, another bird here, that is moving between cycles and the worlds. Again, we're moving back and forth. We're in the, the higher mind realm. Now, the swords isn't always the higher mind, but the number six, again, has this more harmonious, soothing, easy-flowing sort of energy with it when it comes to the mind and our thoughts and how we perceive things. And so I feel like this is our higher mind, our intuitive mind, and we're moving from that higher mind and intuitive mind into kind of that earth realm of how do I take those thoughts and those ideas and those perceptions and how do I ground them into something tangible and practical, something that can produce, you know, something manifested on the earth plane for myself. And so um, it's interesting, we'll have to see what comes out with the Six of Swords to gain more clarity on this. But this to me is that things are settling out, especially from the Five of Four-Legged, the Five of Pentacles, where I said there could be some challenges and feelings of overwhelm and and now that we're moving into Gemini energy, not that Gemini is grounded in any way, but but because Mercury is better suited in Gemini, I feel like, you know, some of these thought processes and perceptions that we're having are starting to kind of not feel so challenging. We're starting to be inspired to see other possibilities and potentials. So let's look at the last card here. That comes out with the six of winged ones. Ooh, we got another major arcana. This is major arcana number 21. It's the world. It's the last of the major arcana. This is the turtle or mother earth in this particular animal wise tarot deck. And it says new opportunities. I love it. So that comes out with the six of swords, the six of winged ones. It's like we're able to expand our mind into different potentials and possibilities. And by doing so, that brings in new opportunities. 
the world being the last of the major arcana is a completion of something. It's a, a phase of completion so that we can have a new beginning on some level. So there's a completion to something and we've persevered or maybe we have to persevere a little bit longer because the turtle moves very slowly, right? So we don't want to rush. We don't want to rush the process, but move slowly, be thorough, be discerning, you know, even maybe be cautious with some things. But just, you know, move slowly and don't feel like you have to rush with the turtle. But we're nearing this phase of completion so that there's new opportunities. And those new opportunities are going to come through these new ideas of the higher mind that kind of just pop into your head or that come in from spirit or from your angels and guides. So this is moving us towards, again, um, potential new energies and new beginnings eventually. Okay, so let's go ahead and take a look at the special message card depending on your stone of choice. So for those of you that chose the aquamarine, special message for aquamarine people, special message for aquamarine. Occasionally I open my eyes to see if anything's, you know, highlighted, popping out at me as far as the message. And as I do so, this one here is Gateways of Light. Gateways of Light. And it says infinite. I have unlimited access to the divine mind. So we were just talking about the higher mind, right? So as we move, especially as we move towards... Um, well, Mercury does move into Gemini on Monday. I'm going to say that, uh, you know, eventually throughout the course of the week, you're able to more connect with your higher mind, your divine mind, the truth of your soul. And so through the gateways of light, and it has a snake in there too. We have a, a man and a woman intertwined with a snake around them. This could be, this, there could be something about relationships going on here. I have unlimited access to the divine mind. Hmm, I don't know how that re relates to relationships except for to say that the snake surrounding the two of them can bring some transformation transformation to the relationship and maybe the divine mind is having higher self conversations with your friend your family member your significant other so that there's transformation of the relationship that's happening of course um, you know not just a message about relationship but again just connecting with the divine mind to have access to higher thoughts, higher wisdom, higher knowledge that's going to help to open you up and open up the gates to unlimited potential. To me, this is unlimited potential through new ideas, new thoughts, new perceptions, new ways of looking at things. And again, the transformation of the snake there, you know, or the snake, I should say, bringing in transformation and a death and rebirth, so to speak, on how you're looking at things. All right. And then for those of you, they're also saying this is a balance of the divine masculine and the divine feminine. So balancing your intuition and that receptive energy of the divine feminine with the action-oriented, take charge, make something happen with the intuitive ideas that you're getting. So kind of the merging of the masculine and the feminine there. All right, those of you that chose the red coral, red coral, message for red coral. 
divine truth. This one on the bottom is calling my attention. The seven sisters. The seven sisters, it says circle, sisterhood enriches my life. So first of all, the first thing that came to mind is I believe the seven sisters is part of the Pleiades. And so right off the bat, anybody that gets this as a message, you might look at some of the qualities of the Pleiadian starseed or what the Pleiadians are here um, to bring us or to give messages about. You might be a Pleiadian starseed or you might be working with the Pleiadians, channeling through some of their messages or creative solutions to humanity in some way. This is also, again, that message of sisterhood, right? To me, it's about uh, the divine feminine coming together, networking, coming together with groups of like-minded women, maybe to empower one another, to share ideas, to share wisdom. Um, that's also definitely part of it. Um, that message also of circle kind of brings in the idea of having ceremony. Um, and in the ceremony, you know, I'm seeing various like crystals in a circle, for instance, or uh, candles in a circle. Like there's something about the geometric shape of the circle, which of course is the infinite, the beginning and, and you know, the ending and the beginning, uh, universe, all is one, never ending. You know, the, the idea of the circle is somehow um, interwoven in your message this week. Also creating a circle, and this goes back to kind of sisterhood and women, maybe creating some sort of a support group of sorts and uh, or having group gatherings or having a class, uh, a spiritual class or even any kind of a class really about something. But the circle, putting people in a circle kind of brings in that sense of equality and flow and harmony uh, to everything. Definitely you're needing to connect with people of like mind first and foremost. You know, it says sisterhood enriches my life. So if you're feeling um, not connected, if you're feeling like you're, you know, um, missing out on friendship or other spiritual connections, it's going to be very important for you to start thinking about and moving towards how do I connect with people of like mind and maybe start by connecting with your star brothers and sisters or connecting on uh, uh kind of a higher consciousness or universal consciousness kind of level. In other words, in meditation, you can send out the call uh, etherically, energetically, to call in those people that are best aligned with you or, you know, aligned with your truth that can be a, a friend, a spiritual family member, a support, a business partner, a sig possible significant other. You can send that intention out to the universe and kind of call it in. Okay. Then for those of you that chose the abalone shell, abalone shell, people. This one's calling my attention. Father of the sky. God. Father of the sky. God. It says, I release the weight of the world from my shoulders. Well, that Taurus energy can feel a little heavy. You know, a lot of the earth element signs can feel a little heavy because it deals with third dimensional tangible reality. 
if we're moving into Gemini, we're moving into lighter, brighter, I shouldn't say brighter, but we're moving into lighter energies. We're moving into the mind energy. It's not as heavy as the earth element. And Gemini, where both Mercury and Venus are shifting into this week, are both a masculine sign. Taurus is a feminine sign. Gemini is a masculine sign. And so here we're talking about Father God, Father of the Sky, etc. It's more of the masculine influence. And although God is neither male nor female, it is it does have both the feminine and masculine qualities, okay? We can say Father God, we can say Mother God, right? I hear people say, you know, Mother God or Father God. And that's because, you know, what energies are we needing to call in? Mother God, nurturing, mothering, creative, intuitive, spiritual, flowing, receptive. Father God, leadership, action-oriented, inspirational, make things happen, manifestation. So there's positives to both. But in this case, you're needing to call forth more of that masculine energy, the masculine energy of uh, creating uh, through ideas and bringing those ideas into manifestation through actions and being a leader in some way, moving forward, not being passive, being active, you know, being confident, being courageous. Um, and here it says, I release the weight of the world from my shoulders. And so you're definitely giving up some heavy energy. Okay, We're, are, we are in a waning moon. Last week we had a Scorpio full moon. So now we're in the waning moon until the next new moon happens. And so this is about releasing and letting go, right? When we're in a waning moon, it's about releasing, letting go, surrendering, healing. And so there's something that you're releasing, something that you don't have to carry anymore. Maybe it's something you consciously know of that you need to consciously let go of. Maybe it's something on a subconscious level that you don't really even need to be aware of and just energetically, you're just going to release it. What I would do is I would in meditation just call in those healers of the highest vibration of light and ask whatever it is I need to consciously, subconsciously, or unconsciously let go of. I surrender that now to those of the highest vibration of light to assist me in releasing, letting go, purging, and transmuting all lower vibrational energies that are no longer in my highest and best interest. So that's what I would say um, to kind of release whatever that heavy energy is and it's going to free you up like that Gemini energy we're moving into is going to free us up to um, be I guess more curious and positive again regarding our future potentials okay everyone I hope you've liked this weekly intuitive reading thank you so much for the comments that you're leaving on the last couple of readings letting me know how you like the new format of uh, me in front of the camera for the first part and then the cards in front of the camera for the second part um, please like and share the videos and uh, please you know um, subscribe to the channel if you like the videos, so that you can uh, be given notification as to when the next video comes out. I might be trying something new with the monthly videos. We'll see how that goes, but 
Uh, we are into the month of May, but as of the recording of this video, I have not yet done the monthly for May video. Um, and I would like to try doing the monthlies live, live streaming on YouTube. So watch for future at least monthly videos being streamed live and maybe I'll do a few of the weeklies like that too or maybe I'll just do a few live streaming videos uh, on YouTube on different subject matter or when we've got significant things happening just kind of connecting with you all in, in live real time and we'll see how that goes too. So thank you so much everyone for your love, light, support. In positive comments, I send you lots of healing, love and light, and many, many blessings. Mm -hmm.